Yeah. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Master Samurai Tech Radio. Today is March 8th, 2018, and this is episode 27. We're going to be talking about online appliance repair schools today, the good, the bad, and the scam. And yep, we're going to be, hang we're going to be naming names, so stick around for the ride. So I'm your host, Samurai Appliance Repair Man, and with me as always is... Mrs. Samurai. Wow, how you doing out there in Fiji? Uh, well, people might have noticed uh, that, you know, I'm, I had to take a break, had to get away. I knew the Nor'easter was coming and there's a lot of pressure here. So I'm, I'm over here at our international headquarters in Fiji and this is great. I'm up, I got my, got this great view in back, nice wood floor. It's, it's, a, it's fruits of success, you know. So um, how are you doing up there with that storm that's been going on, that, uh, that uh, snowmageddon that you guys got well, going on? I am wishing that I had opted to go with you to Fiji. I mean, I'm you can see we had to pull out the industrial snowblower to deal with this. The biggest snowstorm so far this winter in New Hampshire. I was going to say, I think that is the biggest snowblower I've ever seen. Uh, I, I bet that just rumbles the whole house when you crank that thing up. Oh yeah, but you know, within a few minutes, all the snow's gone, and you know, our grass is exposed, and yeah, it works. <laughs> That's awesome, but yeah, well, just not to rub it in, but you know, so I was out windsurfing earlier. Did a did some great hiking in the hills back there yesterday, and it's just been it's been very nice here. Of course, I've missed you. You know, yeah, uh, it's well, just not the same without my Han. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, let's talk about, uh, first of all, tell people who we are, we're, we introduce ourselves, but we run online training programs at mastersamuraitech.com and that's mostly what we're gonna be talking about today in comparison with some of the other online training options that you may or may not be aware of. And, uh, oh, by the way, speaking about that, we're doing, we're having an open house tonight. Uh, like I said, this today is what, March 8th, um, Wednesday. Yes. Yes, open house tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Today's, today's Thursday. Ah, thank you for that. I'm still on Fiji yeah. time. So, I, I yeah. was going to say, it's the jet lag. Yeah, yeah, jet <laughs> lag and the Mai Tais. And, oh, so anyway. Uh, you know, it occurs to me that people who are just listening to this <laughs> are not going to quite get what we're ah, talking about. So Good point. If, good point. You're, yeah, just if you're listening, listening to just this, the audio portion, yeah, you're missing some of the visuals that we're joking around about here. So go to YouTube. You yeah, won't be go, sorry. go to our YouTube channel. In fact, that's a good segue. Our YouTube channel, you, it's easy to get to. Uh, you can either do youtube.com slash Samurai Repairman or, or, catch the same place, mastersamuraitech.tv will also take you to our YouTube channel. Tons of videos there. You can see what the kinds of stuff we do and teach and talk about, including all of our other podcast episodes here are posted there and lots of other teaching training videos. It's a small, tiny fraction of the total uh, universe of videos and training materials that we produce. Um, oh, so I was talking about the uh, open house coming up tonight for Master Samurai Tech. Yes, go to Appliantology. You'll see the, the calendar event there for the open house at Master Samurai Tech and just fill in the short little form and the connection details will be automatically sent out to you and hope to see you tonight at seven. And we'll walk you through, give you a campus tour, a personal campus tour of Master Samurai Tech uh, we also, our other site that we run is appliantology.org. That's appliantology.org. That's our tech support site. And it also happens to be where the best techs on earth hang out. In fact, wait, this just in. I just got this. I printed it out here today. Here, let me, let me read this. 
Four out of five astrophysicists agree that the best appliance techs in the galaxy hang out at Applientology. Right here, it's in print, so you know it's true. Yep. Four out of five astrophysicists agree yeah. on that. So, didn't just get that off the internet. It's no. on paper. No, uh -uh. it's on paper. This is so it's real. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, just a reminder too on Applientology for um, you Applientology regulars. Uh, that the peer group meeting coming up this Sunday uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Again, that's at a calendar event over to Plantology. Click on over there, click into that calendar event, RSVP and get connection details right over there. By the way, you had mentioned <coughs> Susan, our podcast. So um, you can subscribe to the audio only portion of this at our podcast site. And that's another website I'm gonna give you, mstradio.com mstradio.com. We'll put all these URLs in the description of the video here. Um, and also sign up for our newsletter at mst, uh, mstnow.com, mstnow.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and keep up with all the happenings going on in the Master Samurai Tech universe. All right. That's right. And who would want to miss those? I, I don't even want to know those people. Yeah. Well, I, they don't count. They, they just simply don't count in the whole scheme of the universe. And I think there's another Wait a minute. Is there another survey on that with the astrophysicist? No, no that's next. Maybe time. the yeah. dentists still the, the have, dentists they may have an opinion. Time, yeah. <laughs> so again, just the overview of what we're going to be talking about today in this episode, having gotten uh, some of the introductions and orientations out of the way. Yeah, we're going to be talking about online appliance training options. We're going to be comparing Master Samurai Tech with lame options, with copycats and ripoffs. So. And we're also going to be talking about what makes the Master Samurai Tech training experience unique and effective, and uh, some of the others uh, that we're going to be talking about, why they are not. Uh, we're also going to, and we know we have specific reasons to uh, back that up. We're going to be naming names and explaining how we're different. We're also going to warn you about a ripoff scammer out there offering online training. Uh, so heads up on that. and. Uh, we're also going to, finally, we're going to wrap it up and talking about Samurai Bushido. That is the code of honor for doing business. It's really a way of life. It's a, it's samurai, a samurai honor way of living life, really. So just a short little brief section on that. It's kind of a, you know, um, personal improvement type uh, way to end the, end the show off. Right. Plus Bushido. Uh, it's Bushido. very fun to say. It's, a, it's <laughs> an awesome word, Bushido. You know, like it's, so many of those Japanese words are just kind of fun to say. So, um, online training options. Right. I just wanted to say or mention before you dive in that this yep. is inspired by a number of people reaching out to us via email or phone calls who are looking for appliance repair training and have specifically looked at several options out there. And, and again, we're focused on online training in this conversation. We're not, there are some other, um, options out there and we're not talking about them today but just specifically what you can find online and people are comparing and contrasting and so we thought it'd be a good conversation to have right and so this is all based on uh things that we are hearing both through email and through phone calls that we actually have have actual conversations with people who have somehow some experience <laughs> with these other um uh you know i use the word loosely schools that uh, we're going to okay. be talking about right and and over the years we have had a lot of students come to us who had experience with um at least two of the ones we're going to talk about today so 
We right, are, let me get the ripoff uh, scammer yes. out of the way first. Yeah, yeah. The ripoff scammer is a, an outfit called Cornerstone Appliance. The guy, he was a student over at uh, Master Samurai Tech, didn't get very far in basic electricity. And then sometime later pops up this website and it's a, the front end, all of the pitch, complete lifting of a lot of our verbiage. I mean, stuff that we had sweated hard over crafting or paid money to have crafted and written. He just copies it. Flagrant violation of copyright uh, laws, just lifts it, copies it, and puts it in there. Even what he calls the courses, fundamentals of appliance repair, totally ours. And yeah. uh, the structure of the courses, the offerings, and you look in the curriculums, they, they kind of copy along with ours as well. Complete ripoff scammer. And then what we all have also heard is that uh, you call because apparently a lot of, there's another sign. It should be a warning sign to you when you're looking around. If, the, if the, you can't get a sample course or you can't really find out how the course works without having to actually call someone, they want to corral you into making a phone call. Well, because that should be a warning because what they want to do at that point is give you a hard sales pitch. And that's what they, that's what this guy does. So we heard this from people that so call and talk to them and you get a really hard sales pitch trying to get you to buy uh, like a whole bundle, you know, he even calls it a course bundle. Um, and, and so that, that's, that's the, the ripoff scan. That's an outfit called Cornerstone. You will, if you look at his site and look at mastersamuraitech.com, you're going to see a very similar, similar wording, uh, the, the whole structure of the site and a lot of the, oh, the yeah. verbiage and how he explains it. Uh, this is one of the favorite things I found in his FAQs where he's answering the question, is this hard work? Now you working techs listening or watching this. Or, oh yeah, you guys are gonna love this. I'm if sure you're gonna relate. You're gonna relate to the, yeah, yeah. the easy <laughs> life that is an appliance, you know, being appliance repair guy or gal. Um, he says, is this hard work? Absolutely not. This has probably been the easiest work, average 15 to 20 minute jobs that you will ever do and get paid to do it. Average work day is two to four hours of actual work. So, you know, when you go home at the end of the day and you're worn out and exhausted just remind yourself you only really work two to four hours what are you complaining about um and yet he's claiming that you can make uh you know 65 to eighty-five thousand dollars a year something's not adding up here for me this doesn't add up to anybody who is who is in the business knows this doesn't have, yeah you've got some jobs that are 15 20 minutes but if you're really t doing that short in the job you're not doing a lot of customer care maybe if you're doing warranty work you just get in get out I totally can see that but if you're doing regular COD work, you got you got customer relations and all this other stuff to, that you got to do. You got to spend a little bit of time taking care of the customer as well as fixing the appliance. If you're getting in there just in and out in 15 minutes, first of all, most of your jobs aren't going to be like that. But if you're doing that, uh, the customer's going to have a poor value perception. You've not established a rapport and connection with that customer, and plus, it just the whole uh, misrepresentation of the trade. Anybody who's been working in the trade for a few years knows that. That's just an outright lie. Uh, that's just a complete misrepresentation to work that little, uh, you know, two hours a day and make $80,000 a year. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't work that way. And he's claiming in the first year, you'll yeah. earn 65 to 80. Yeah, complete wow. BS. Now, what, what, is, what is viable, a, a tech who's working it, working it, and, and I mean, you know, working, you know, six, eight jobs a day and, you know, five, six days a week, you should be making over $100,000 a year. You, you really should uh, be earning over 100. You're, you are earning that money because you are a competent. And I'm talking about a lot of first call completes. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit when we get into uh, Samurai Bushido. 
But yeah, if you're doing that and you are competent and skilled at your job, your days are filled out, yeah, you should be making over $100,000 a year. Uh, that is doable. Uh, but, and you, you're, of course, you're pricing yourself correctly too, using something like the Blue Book, which is another thing that this guy ripped off. He ripped, there's, an, there's a thing called the uh, online Blue Book at mypartshelp.com. We use it ourselves. Um, good product. And oh, they're uh, an excellent company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the great, great company. We use the online version. They also have printed versions. Um, uh, Dean Landers came up with this, this system and it's just, it, it's, it's fantastic. So if you're a tech out there and you're looking for flat rate, that's the one to go with. He ripped off their whole front end as well. And he's offering his own, you know, quote, blue book, total plagiarism, shameless scam. And this is why you know, we're talking about Samurai Bushido completely without honor. This is just utter dishonor. So I, I can't say enough. Um, uh, I, I'm running out of words here to describe um, just what a flagrant ripoff scammer the guy is. So look right. out for that. Uh, and so, but there are others, other options out there besides um, the, the the cornerstone scam, and they're not they're not in the in the rip, in the category of scam or ripoff. I would not put them like that, like Penn Foster or Uncle Harry. I don't put them. They're totally different league. I just say my my what we have heard from what we've uh, people who've experienced them and come to us, we, we get a lot of Uncle Harry refugees who go through the Uncle Harry program and they're just not prepared to deal with computer controlled, modern computer controlled appliances. He's got uh, a system that apparently is pretty decent for getting people up to speed and getting the phone to ring, all good there, but his training is way out of date and you know, send you a box of like belts for 20 year old dryers, that kind of thing. But it, it's, gonna be, it's mostly geared towards you know, 20 year old washers and dryers. And there's not a whole lot of technical skill that goes on with that. And, and uh, so what'll happen is we get a lot of refugees that come to Master Samurai Tech and they, they just realize that they're, they're not understanding how to troubleshoot what is today really they're computers that do appliance functions. That's really what we're working with today as, as modern techs. They're, they are computers that do appliancey type things, chill your beer, cook your food, whatever. Um, uh, but they are run by a computer and you have to troubleshoot them as computers and understand how that computer is talking to all of the peripheral components within that box. Right. Understandable. Well, we and that's exactly what we train on. And, and Harry does not. And, and Penn Foster, you had some information on, or I'm sorry, hon, you were going to say something. I was, yeah, I, I was just going to say it is a very typical pattern for us to get a student who started up with the Uncle Harry program and within a year to two years, it's always that one to two year mark, they're just not quite making it. You know, they, they were able to do simple basic jobs, they got the business up and running, but they keep falling flat when it comes to figuring out how to figure out if it's the board or not. You know, that's, that's the common thing. I'm, I'm losing my shirt because I don't know how to troubleshoot this. Right. So they invest it. They're often still making payments on their Uncle Harry's course, but they pull together enough to at least take fundamentals with us so that they can really, right. you know, get up to speed where they need to be. So we're, we're trying to catch people and say, maybe you want to consider spending actually a lot less money like a half lot the less amount money of money yeah you're gonna spend a lot less money and we're gonna, you're gonna actually learn the fundamental technology skills that you know how how does electricity work how do circuits work and then how to read a schematic how do how do you actually troubleshoot and how does this very these these new technologies and appliances work inverters and bldc motors and all that kind of thing you're gonna be learning that type of stuff this is the new stuff that we're dealing with today you won't be learning that at Harry's, um, but uh, you will. Uh, you're going to pay a lot more to. 
I'm, I'm not sure what the what the value is there. There's some value perception, obviously, with with some people. But I'm not calling Harry's a ripoff. So don't don't confuse my criticism of Cornerstone with Harry. Totally different thing. Um, I just think that uh, from what we have heard, the that Harry's kind of overpriced for what he's what he's offering. Right. The level I think of it's teaching. A, it's a genuine effort to be you know appliance, decent appliance repair training. He definitely you know it's his own thing. He didn't you know, scrape other people's content or anything like that. Yeah, and that's it's the other just, key distinction. It's, it's, right. a, it's, a, it's an, his original creation. So, uh, you know, th there, there you have it. Totally different from the other place, the, the, the scam operation we were talking about. It's very difficult to evaluate though, again, in, in contrast to our front end site where we, we have a sample course we have, I mean, sample courses, we have all kinds of ways you can see our full list of lessons we teach and, and we try to show you as much as we can without just giving the whole thing away. Whereas um, pretty much you go to his site and there's a little bit of information and then immediately you have to give your information to them uh, either through a contact form with your email and phone number or call them to get more. So there's very little you can evaluate without having to speak directly to them which of course means the sales pitch. Right, and our philosophy is if it's online training, right, the training's going to be done online, online, self-paced, on-demand, then it should be explainable to you. You should be able to find out, answer almost all of your questions. Uh, in most cases, it does answer everybody's, uh, answer people's, all of people's questions, but you, you should be able to get all of that online. It's an online school. So there should be sufficient information at their website with, FAQs and descriptions and uh, sample courses, uh, videos and that kind of thing. The blog, you know, we've, uh, there, there should be a blog there that you can, you know, at least find out more about these people. They should have a, a YouTube channel with lots of, you can see like my repertoire of work at mastersamuraitech.tv at my YouTube channel. Uh, you, can, you can just scan down my videos and see the kinds of stuff that I teach and do. And you get an, a really good idea. And, and that's, again, that's just a fraction of what we, we go into detail in te teaching basic electricity and Ohm's law. And we're gonna talk about why we need to, uh, just briefly why it, it's important to know Ohm's law. Cause it's a question that we'll get um, sometimes from, uh, oh, oh, great conversation with uh, a guy in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, Uncle Harry guy uh, had been through his training, had signed up for, uh, well, was contemplating this was, and so I was talking, was contemplating signing up with us and, um, and talked with him on the phone. And he goes, why, I don't need to know Ohm's law and all that stuff. You're, that's just the academic pinhead stuff. So I don't know if it, where he's getting this kind of information from. So I asked him, what, well, what do you do? What, what kind of stuff do you work on? Uh, just washers and dryers. You mean, oh, oh, just like the old stuff, like uh, you know, 20 year old top load washers, that kind of thing. Yeah, I just do that. I make money on that all day long. Hey, if that's true, and he is, that's great. And if that's your, your vision for your business, just working on 20 year old washers and dryers, and you can really, really make good money doing that, go get them, pal. Um, I think that's, that's that if that's your vision. So um, yes, in that case, you probably don't need Ohm's law. If you're just gonna be fixing simple, old appliances like that, you don't need to really have a functional understanding of how circuits work. Uh, but right. Hey, maybe things are different in Honolulu than most of the rest of the country, but it could be. Well, you know, if, if you have the right weed, I guess it really doesn't matter what gets fixed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, you know, I mean, maybe there in Fiji, it, it's similar, you know, that, that just everybody's got old washers and dryers and they're willing to pay a, a good going rate to 
have them up and you know keep them going i tell you what i'd i'd love to um I, this is just you know my own little building this is our our building samurai international headquarters here in fiji but um It'd be kind of nice if we can get a business going here. I mean, there are, you can see in the background there, there are some other houses uh, around around the uh, bay there. So who knows? <laughs> we'll be about. leaving the, the frozen Northeast and moving out here to Fiji permanently. All right. Uh, another think, reason. Talk about Ohm's Law. Oops, Let me, uh, before we jump into Penn Foster, um, I know I'm kind of changing it up here a little bit, but since I'd mentioned why we need to know Ohm's Law, so I've raised that issue, and it's and it's it is a question that some techs have, and we we get asked it periodically ourselves. Um, uh, and it's kind of a, the only criticism that we rarely get about our training. You know, people will say, "Oh, that's academics. So only engineers need to know that stuff." Let me ask you this: Can you troubleshoot a problem with a car engine if you don't know how the engine works? Can you do that? And, and how can you figure out how an engine works, right? You, it's mechanical. You can see the parts. You can see cutaway views. You can even look at drawings and go, oh, yeah, this part's supposed to move here. It's supposed to move there. I've got a mixture coming in. So you can get an idea, of how, a good idea of how the engine works just visually. All right. So how, how do you understand how electricity works? Can you look at a circuit and go, oh, yeah, okay, I see the current moving there. I mean, you can do some measurements, but you can't actually see how electricity functions just by ob observing it uh, or by looking at a, at a cutaway view of the circuit or, or a picture of the circuit. You look at things called schematics. And so how do you troubleshoot an electrical problem uh, with an appliance without understanding how electricity works? And you can't understand how it looks, how, how it works just by looking at it. So how do we understand how electricity works? It's called Ohm's law. And so if you don't know Ohm's law, if you don't understand, because that's the only way, you're not gonna understand how electricity works intuitively or by thinking of current as this magical, mysterious force that always follows the path of least resistance. Uh, great example of that. And this is, a, this is a common tech myth, by the way. So frigidaire wall oven, um, you, you've got a, a parallel circuits. In uh, one of the circuits, there is a heating element in series with a diode. And then in the other, in parallel with that is a convection fan motor. And so, you know, guys will think, so if the diode opens and, and cuts off current through, right? Open circuit current can't flow through an open circuit, cuts off current in one branch. What happens to the current in the other branch? You could just imagine this for two light bulbs as well, same thing. A lot of guys will think, well, since that, if that one branch is open, then the current has to go somewhere. So it's going to be increased in the other branch. Why? Does the voltage supply to that branch change? The supply is still 120 volts. Does the resistance of the load in that branch change? It, it is what it is. It's an inherent property of the load. Ohm's law tells you this. It keeps you from thinking goofy things about current being a magical, mysterious force. Because I is equal to E over R. Current is equal to the voltage divided by the resistance. If the voltage and the resistance in that circuit do not change, it does not care what goes on in the parallel circuit to it. See, see what I mean? You can't have an intuitive understanding of electricity. Your understanding of how electricity functions is completely shaped and informed by Ohm's law because that tells you the relationship between voltage, current, resistance, and power. And if you right. don't understand, it's simple little equations, but you've got to understand these little equations. We use Ohm's law wheel. Uh, you can keep a little calculator on your phone. 
Um, but you just need to at least have a functional understanding of these, how these variables interact with each other because you're not going to sit there and visualize it in your head. And you're, let's see, let's see, okay, I got the current flow in this way. You can't do it like an engine. It's not a physically observable thing. Right. That's why you need to know Ohm's law. We see it a lot with, with students and also with, with texts that we deal with at Appliantology that have um, their, their understanding of electricity has been built by factoids, analogies, patterns, <clears throat> and it, it, it's like a house of cards. It, it actually, it does get them a, a certain distance in terms of being able to do certain types of repairs and understanding certain measurements. But as soon as a little pressure is applied, you know, to in terms of a, a confusing or tricky scenario, it just falls down. Just like you apply pressure to your house of cards. That, that's yeah. why I use that analogy. Because they don't have, they can't then back up and think, okay, you know, I equals V over R. So what am I looking, you know, I, I need to be able to understand this and, and figure out these seemingly confusing, conflicting measurements. Now, don't get me wrong. You're not going to normally be punching in, you know, a calculation of an Ohm's law on, on a job. That, that, um, that's not what I'm suggesting. What I am suggesting is you have to have a functional understanding of the relationship between voltage, current, resistance, and power when you're analyzing a schematic and trying to understand how that circuit functions. Because if you don't understand how the circuit functions, how can you troubleshoot it? Uh, beyond just very simple things. Well, I'm supposed to get 120 volts here uh, at this and I'm not getting it. Where am I losing it? Well, now you got to troubleshoot and I got to understand how that circuit functions in order to be able to trace it back and troubleshoot. Um, and, and so it, without getting caught up in mythology and things like that. So look, Ohm's law is the bare minimum that you should know. Um, maybe I've mentioned this before. Uh, I was a 17 year old high school dropout. I went in the Navy and went through basic electricity and electronics school and then avionics technician school. Um, and, and, this we got into all kinds of crazy stuff, multi-phase and and uh, phase relate shifting between voltage and current and reactive circuits. I mean, just uh, and vector calculations. I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff. So and that was to work on radars in the Navy and a squadron in the Navy. Um, VP forty six Gray Knights, Mothfield, California, which I think is closed. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, all we're we're not getting into all that crazy stuff just Ohm's law. It's like the bare minimum you need to know in order to have a functional understanding of how circuits work and be able to effectively use the schematic as a troubleshooting tool because it can tell you a lot. You should be able to pick up that schematic, see what the engineer is telling you about how that circuit's going to work and then be able to go, okay, I get how it's going to work. Now I can troubleshoot it. Now I can troubleshoot an electrical problem because I have a, a functional understanding of how that thing is working. Similarly with an engine, right? And, and that's, but you have to construct that function of that circuit in your head. You can't just see it with your eyeballs. I see the piston moving, that kind of thing. Hope that makes sense. Moving on from that, I wanted to move, shift over and talk about the third online training option. Um, it seemed to make sense, seemed to work with the flow uh, to just oh. go ahead and, and flesh out the Ohm's Law A thing. little uh, tributary, and now back yeah. to the main river. Back to the main river. You know, it is kind of an interesting thing. Uh, you know, there, we, people seem to have largely lost this. I was listening to a podcast on this. Um, Mike Heiser, um, excellent, excellent um, teacher, talking about this, this loss of people to be able to think long and hard, to follow a sustained train of thought. We, we tend to just think in sound bites. We're all fragmented in our minds. But as his analogy was, to be able to go down that river, go to a tributary, go back to the river, and keep going and sustained train of thought, sustained focus. We don't have that anymore. We, we have this like short attention span theater going on. So 
But if you're going to learn stuff, it takes sustained concentration. It's just the nature of learning. Uh, now, we think because of the internet and a lot of the stuff out there, we think that we know so much when, in fact, maybe there's this broad level of depth. There's a lot of garbage out there on the internet, but we don't have a deep level of understanding, a deep analytical understanding that goes very deep in knowledge about a particular subject. Most of us don't. Um, but anyway, that's a little, little observation that I just would wanted to share with a um, uh, from a podcast I was just listening to, Paranormal. Where I'm sorry, I I had a hard time paying attention. Were you saying something? <laughs> No, um, there it is at well, work. I mean, there's an old expression. Uh, what is it? Um, Jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, that that's been around even before the internet. So this, the internet has just kind of put that into hyperdrive. It does. The stuff fragments. So it's it's. I'm not going to say it does it by design. It's just the nature of stuff on the internet. You know, you're like social media. It's all fragmented and short little sound bites, and you see people arguing and snipping in short little sound bites. There is no real thoughtful discussion going on. Uh, at least not that I see, and that's why I kind of avoid it. But and it's just the nature of the internet itself uh, tends to be uh, fragmentary. Um, but there are, but because it's hard to come up with stuff that does take you down that river. And Master Samurai Tech definitely does that. We will, we have a structured uh, training program that takes you down the river in a, in a sequenced and logical way. And when you come out the other end of it, you're gonna know electricity. You're gonna understand how to read a schematic. You're gonna know how to set, have a structured troubleshooting procedure in your mind in order to troubleshoot and, and fix problems and accurately assess what that problem is and get it fixed right the first time. Right, and in fact, that's a good point. If if anybody listening to this is at a stage where you're you're evaluating various options for training, uh, not all of them have a a sequence like we do. I mean, we 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 know what order you need to learn things, and so we step you through that. Make sure that you're not going to end up with just this dump of material that you have to sort through and figure out. Um, should I watch these washer videos or these dryer videos or you know, right. that kind of thing. Right, the, the, a big part of the training is a carefully thought out training sequence, is what they call the pedagogical structure. Because you don't know what you don't know, you need somebody who does know to tell you that you need to learn this in order that you can learn this so that you can finally learn this. And, th and there needs to be a sequence to, that, that builds on itself as you progress through. This is the way all uh, sustained, focused, training is done. If you go, you go to school, you get, a, you get a degree in something, that's the way it's done. Like an engineering degree, you're going to start off with, uh, you know, simple stuff like calculus and physics and chemistry, which is going to be relatively simple compared to your other stuff that you're going to learn later on when you're actually using this stuff in your junior, senior classes. And then you find, but, but it was this whole four-year process of acquiring that knowledge. Similar with the Navy training. I mean, you start off very simple, basic structure of matter, what's an electron, then how electricity works. And they structure, they, they step you through it. And by the end, I mean, you understand how to do uh, trig, basic trig calculations for uh, vector and phasers, and you understand the, the um, uh, phase difference in uh, reactive circuits. I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff that they, that they end up teaching you there. And you're st starting from basically knowing nothing, but there's a sequence to it. That's carefully thought out. That is by design. That's a big design component in the training. Right. That's not what you're, and it's a good point on the dump because that's, that's a lot of the way, um, I, that's one of the things we've heard like with uh, Uncle Harry, it's just a big dump of stuff there. It's not necessarily a sequence to it. Penn Foster, on the other hand, trying to finally transitioning to that, <laughs> um, it, it, it does have a sequence, but um, you've got some information there on it. But you're gonna be, 
first of all, you got to ask yourself, what do you want to learn? Are you, do you want to get training on major appliance repair on modern appliances? Or do you want to learn how to fix like hand tools? Do you want to learn how to fix like coffee makers? Right. Um, I was amazed. I, I clicked into their appliance repair training program page and their curriculum details. Um, and they, they cover, you know, what you would expect on a few of the major appliances, but then they teach you how to work with coffee making appliances, table <laughs> ovens, uh, wet dry vacuums and carpet cleaners, saws, routers, sanders, and air compressors, lawn and garden equipment. Um, and I think uh, somewhere dehumidifiers, air conditioners, you know, so, I mean, it's, I don't know when this material was put together, but it sounds like it was back in the day where you could have a shop where people would bring their yeah. smaller appliances to you. It's not, it's not put together. Anymore? It doesn't look or sound like it's put together by people who actually know the major appliance repair trade and what's involved with it. And with that kind of breadth, all these different things that don't really apply to our trade, you're not going to get a whole lot of depth. There's just no, no possible way. And you're not going to get into the, you know, how do circuits work and that kind of thing and have a functional understanding of electricity, how to read schematics and how to, and, and then the, all of the modern computer controlled stuff. You're not going to get that. Right. They have, they have more lessons on repairing a microwave oven than they do on uh, refrigeration. Ugh. And, and you know, microwave oh. ovens, I mean, yeah, unless it's a really like a built in wall oven or like a wolf microwave drawer um, uh, or, you know, a really high end uh, uh, microwave, I mean, the days of, you know, when everybody had a countertop microwave and it was worth fixing, those are long gone. I mean, that's just, it's just like, we get calls on those. It's like, no, throw it out, get a new one. Go to Walmart, get a new one for 50 bucks. Um, so, is, yeah, this is also interesting. They say the average salary for an appliance repair technician is $35,000. So it's like the opposite extreme of uh, that cornerstone guy who's saying first year, you know, work a few hours a day and make $80,000. They're saying you can earn as much as 35,000. Yeah, who do you believe? So, and so, and, and that's the thing. I mean, even, even work, we know of companies that's even very low for a tech who's working for somebody else. We know of companies in large uh, metro areas they have techs making over $80,000 a year and they are working for this, you know, company uh, who sells and services appliances. Right. They have techs so making over $80,000 a year, not running their own business. They are taking home $80,000 a year as their salary. Right. I think they usually work on commission. Yeah. So these are guys right. who, yeah. Right. These guys are on commission and, and these are also guys who've been at it for a few years, five, 10 years. And so they, they've got um, some skill, they've got a repertoire, they've got a, a pattern recognition database they can draw from. They have familiarity with a lot of product. Um, and some of them even have our training. So that's right. Helps them earn even more. So yeah. yeah, so that's a that's that just shows you these this disparity in the in these reports. Um, for one thing, that thirty five thousand dollar a year figure from Penn Foster that and combined with all the other things that you pointed out, that tells me how old that training is. It's also very text based. We've heard from people. It's it's like this wall of text. Uh, uh, you just slug through a wall of text. Our training, in contrast, is very video. Uh, based as anybody knows if you perused, perused our YouTube channel we rely on video a lot to get across materials because technicians weren't weren't learned best through video um, through somebody explaining something showing something whatever um, I know that's true in my case uh, but uh, I don't know who thought it was a good idea to just put together well it's probably cheaper to do a wall of text than it is to produce videos it takes uh, somebody who 
really knows the material to be able to sit there and explain it to someone else and, and record that, make it you know decent enough to record so that lots and lots of students, you know, we've had thousands of students go through and learn and uh, be very uh, benefited from our, and we, we hear this all the time. Like so we said in our last episode, we get some of the nicest emails, just lives that we've changed and touched. And so we're very grateful for those, very grateful for all of our students and, and uh, letting us know how we have improved their lives with our training. And that's, that's what it's all about right there. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I, I think the text-based thing is because that's the cheapest thing to yeah. produce and to make small changes to over time. Um, yeah. Doing producing video uh, is expensive, and then changing it any any changes or additions becomes expensive. It's so. the, yeah, the cost of production of video is actually not that expensive as it used to be. It's come down way down, you know, with the like Google Hangouts and some of the other things that are that are out there today, and with the power of a home computer. What is expensive is like like you mentioned when you have to make a change, you got to redo the whole video. Um, that's okay. We do that uh, on a on a regular basis and just update our stuff and try to keep up to date. Um, but and it also again requires the person, you know, the expert who's explaining this stuff. I can't just go in and, and tweak a few things in a paragraph. Okay, good to go. All right, add another picture here now. I got to re-record the whole video, and that could take, you know, depending on number of takes I need to do and that kind of thing. There's planning that goes into it. That, that could be, you know, a day or two days just to um, revise a single video, even though the video itself may only be like half an hour long. Um, these videos, by the way, that if you're watching this video on YouTube, these are unscripted. Um, this, these are um, uh, off the cuff. So uh, just want to, and maybe it's a good time to uh, say this note too. I may make some comments in some of the, my previous episodes that, uh, you know, they kind of reveal my personal opinions about things, maybe my worldview. Uh, that's because this stuff is free form, guys. This stuff is not scripted. I'm not sitting here planning out every little word I'm going to say. I'm just talking, just giving it to you straight. So this is just, you know, genuine samurai stuff that, that I'm talking about here. And it's gonna, my worldview will inevitably come out uh, in that. So I'm not trying to offend anybody um, for things that I've said and some of the comments that I've made. And they've, they've not been bad in what I've talked about, like neo-Marxism and stuff like that. But I don't have to rehash it. Uh, but it, um, that's just part of my worldview. Um, you know, the stuff that I see. And, I'm, and you know, also got to... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm a crusty New Englander. Even though I was raised in Atlanta, I've been living up in New England for over 20 years. So, right. you know, inevitably that stuff's going to come out, and that's just part of who I am. So and that's part of the, the Greek. There is the Greek thing too. Yeah, you know, being half Greek and half white that uh, that doesn't help. So, <laughs> <laughs> so people don't get the half Greek and half white thing. But uh, uh, I don't know if it's worth telling that story or not. But maybe another day. It, another it, day. Came, it came from your dad. Yeah, came, came from my <laughs> Irish dad, who's. Uh, just really quickly, they're both my mom and dad are from Chicago. My uh, dad's family, and like I said, they were Irish, and they viewed the Greeks as uh, non-white people, and so they actually boy my dad's family boycotted his wedding um, when my mom and dad got married uh, many moons ago, and um, yeah, because they thought it was an interracial marriage, and they they were appalled that my dad was marrying this Greek woman. And the only, in fact, the only person from my dad's family that went was his brother, who was the best man there. And um, they didn't talk. My dad didn't talk to his parents again until several years later, when after, well after I was born and, and I walked up through the snow. They were still living in Illinois and knocked on the window and my grandfather was there. <laughs> First time I'd ever seen him either. It's like, you know, this, this, this white guy with orange hair. So. <laughs> yep. so, yeah, that's that story. Half Greek, half white. That's all I'm saying. There's a family history there. So 
Uh, it all had it, a happy ending. It did had a happy ending yes. in, uh, in the end. So, um, but yes, the, none of that, not, you know, a lot of drama on the Greek side and, you know, they, they tend to be <laughs> kind of outspoken. And, and as you know, the Irish tend to be a little outspoken too and kind of hotheaded. So some of that stuff comes out, but all that's part of the purpose of doing these videos too, just so you get to know me for better or worse. You get to know us. We're the people you're going to actually be interacting with in your training. Uh, we're, we grade the open answer midterms, open answer final exams that you go through in fundamentals give you helpful feedback. We're working with you in the student forums and we're working with you, making sure you understand this stuff because that's what we get off on, seeing that light bulb go off on, in people's heads. And it does a lot of times. <clears throat> so that's that's where we, that's what, what's in it for us. We love and that's seeing a big it click with people. Oh yeah. And that's a big contrast between us and Penn Foster. They're an institution. They, they offer tons of different programs. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if there's any strength to that or not, but I, I like dealing with people like us, you know, where the people who are providing the content are the business owners as well. And they're the ones you're going to be dealing with. It's kind of like the difference yeah. between calling Sears for service versus calling your local service company. You right. Know? And so we're, we're not going to be all corporate -y and smooth and slick, but we know our stuff. I mean, I know uh, appliance repair. I know circuits. I have been trained, uh, Navy trained in base electricity electronics, avionics technician, actually worked as a, as a tech in a, in a uh, anti-submarine patrol squadron, and uh, I've got two engineering degrees. So I know this stuff inside and outside, and, and I've got a deep well to draw from to share with you. And, right. and I don't do it like in an engineering pointy-headed academic way. It is the only thing that we teach in the course is stuff that you really need to know, stuff that I know you need to know in order to effectively troubleshoot and think like a real technician, like the Navy expected me to think as a 17-year-old as a high school punk dropout kid. They said, no, no, you, if you're going to work on our gear, you're going to be able to think like a technician. You're going to understand technology. Think about it. It's right, right in the word, technician, technology. Um, you should be understanding ah. that stuff. It's not just changing parts. You're understand, you, have, you have a functional understanding of how these things work, and that includes circuits. That includes the, the board that's like in a refrigerator and how it's working with the peripherals around that refrigerator, and you can troubleshoot that. Right. So, and yeah, the, the nature of our business is such, too, that if, if we're not actually effective, if, if there aren't good results from what we're putting out there, the whole business goes down the tubes. That's not the same you know, it's not going to happen to Penn Foster. Right. Yeah, they've got they've got a lot of other courses that they're teaching and uh, that they that they offer, I should say. Um, and so the, the appliance repair is just one small little section and obviously hasn't been updated in a long, long time of, of their their um, their other offerings that they have there. So and yeah, and, and that's a great point. If if we weren't doing a good job, we would be dying. And the fact is, we're not dying. We're getting new students all the time. Uh, our business. Right. Is uh, and thanks to all of our students, and thanks thanks to everyone for um, uh, for connecting with us, for being part of us, and come Matt, through Master Samurai Tech and through Appliantology. Right. Me. Oh, <laughs> we're just blown away. <laughs> I, I still can look back at that first year when we created fundamentals and refrigerators and advanced troubleshooting. I think our first full year that we we put out all three of those classes, and. I remember we were thinking to ourselves, if eventually we could get to the point where we had this many students a month, wow, that would be awesome. And I mean, we blew past that so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just amazing. We're we're really excited that that people have found value in it.
It's it's awesome that we're and you know we're changing we're getting the, the teaching out there again. It's not about me the teacher. Yeah, you're you're gonna know a little bit about me for for better for worse. But it's about the teaching. It's about what we are teaching that you will take this. You will improve your livelihood. Guaranteed, you will improve your livelihood. You're gonna be a better technician, a more skilled and competent technician. And you're going to then have an improved experience for your cut. It just ripples out from there. Your customers are going to benefit from it. You're going to benefit from it by knowing what you're doing, feeling better about what you're doing and making more money. And then your customers are going to benefit from it by getting a better qualified tech working on their stuff. So it, it just, it's just ripple out goodness. And that's how I look at it. Right. And I think we had one last point uh, in terms of compare contrast uh, with some of the other programs out there is that a lot of their instruction seems to be geared towards parts changing. Um, and yeah. these days there is so much free information out there at the Why various YouTube. Uh, exactly. I mean, YouTube repair clinic, appliance tons. parts pros, I mean, a part select. I mean, these guys got excellent videos on how to change out pretty much any kind of part you can think of. Right. And it's free. And, they're, and they're professionally produced. All that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. I, I think I overtalked you. No, I'm just bolstering that with, you know, disassembly and all that, because people yeah. will ask us, well, do you show how to do this or that? And it's like, no, we're not going to charge you for something you can get for free. Um, <laughs> you know, was, but, yeah. YouTube is this great resource, this, this universe of how-to expertise right up there for free. And, and so, and, and then if you need more detailed help, appliantology and download tech sheets and service manuals, um, this is what I think we've talked about this before, like at trainings, I don't need to go to a, a manufacturer training and then <clears throat> stand around with a bunch of guys and learn how to take a panel off or to change a drain pump or something like that. I can look at a YouTube video or the service manual to see how to do that. I want to know how the machine thinks. I want to know the, about the, tell me about the algorithm in that control board there, how it's making decisions about what load to activate when. And that kind of, that's the kind of thing I need to know that, that cause you can't get that just by looking at it. You're not going to get that from the schematic either. Algorithmic and operating system stuff. Only the manufacturer knows that. And he, they got to tell you either have some notes on the tech sheet or in the service manual, or they got to call that out in the training. Um, that's the kind of stuff I want to know. That's the valuable stuff, how to change the parts. Eh, I don't need to go to a training for that. Right. Nor should you, you shouldn't have to do that either. You can get that for free on YouTube. Excellent videos. No, I mean, uh, maybe a brand new guy that just really needs that tactile, hands-on practice, you know, uh, there's little nuances and things you pick up by doing it, but yeah, a lot of that just comes by doing it in the home. Of, if you, got, if you, you see the overall procedure, how to do it, you're going to get faster at doing certain things just as you do it. That's, that's called experience. And, and you're going to get, you're going to develop your own little hand techniques and which tool works better in which situation. I mean, or you're going to develop that kind of thing. It's part of what we love about the trade is, is we, these, this is why it's a trade as well, because you're working with your hands to actually do something, but right. you're also working with your head to figure out something. That's why you guys all love talking about tools and yeah. yeah what do you carry? Tools are cool. Tools <laughs> yeah. are way cool. Yeah. Well, it always comes up at appliantology, different types of tools out there and people comparing tool bags and, and we actually teach that in the fundamentals course too. I, for people who are really new, I show them my tool bag and I give them a walk through it. So, it's an important thing to know. You, you want to know how to tool up and so that you can have pretty much every tool you need for any job you go on. Um, and we've got that dialed in. So, um, and that kind of, with, with I want to transition into the last thing we're going to talk about, and that's the whole Samurai Bushido. Yes. 
Although there was one last point that we oh, didn't make. We've covered sorry, most of what we wanted to say, but uh, one last thing about <clears throat> Master Samurai Tech that is pretty unique is how readily we can change and adapt the material because of the format being ah, an online course being, you know, you're not, it's not just all video uh, that's sort of set in stone. Um, it's not just this print material that you get and that's it, but um, it's very dynamic. So in the four years since Fundamentals was released, we have added a lot of um, new little point. videos yeah. and things like that <clears throat> to both reflect changes in the industry, but also what we were learning from our students. Like, oh, you know, here's a uh, here's yes. a common um, a great point stumbling great point. point. So let let's create another little presentation that you know teases that out a little more. Right, because we would catch more. it like on a quiz or on the midterm exam. It's like. Uh, why are students still struggling with this with this concept? And I need to explain this in a different way. So just seeing how people do on the quizzes and exams uh, gives us a lot of feedback on how to improve the training experience so that, the, so that more people do get it. And we, we've seen a big improvement in that. Um, the other thing to, to I wanted to point out about the text thing, because <clears throat> we get asked this sometimes, we do, uh, for the fundamentals course, uh, ask that you get a, you know, it's textbook it's really more of a reference book and it's kind of a because it's a kind of a shoddy as a textbook goes you know where you're a, a textbook doing what a text textbook is supposed to do it's not a good textbook but it's a it's a good reference book because it's got a lot of different stuff in there a lot of different major appliances and pictures and some explanations we do ask that you get that um <clears throat> you can you can either buy the hard copy from Amazon, it's pretty expensive, it's like 20 bucks, or you can. we also have a PDF that you can download in the student forums once you enroll. So you don't have to get the print version. It's kind of a nice reference book though, and we do in some of the lessons, we have recommended reading that you should do in the textbook. The only reason that's there, we don't rely on that, that is an enrichment, is to explain key concepts maybe from a different angle, maybe that helps people understand it better. It shows some pictures in there that are useful you will want to have the book anyway, just as a reference. Cause I still refer to it with just some basic reference of oh, what's going on with that. Oh yeah, get right. Um, cause you can't keep everything in your head, especially as you get older, your brain starts leaking a little bit. So, um, <laughs> right. And, and our goal, one of our goals when we started master samurai tech was to keep this training as affordable as possible. So just as we didn't want to reinvent the <clears throat> wheel and charge people for showing how to disassemble things, you know, there was this, inexpensive, easy to get textbook that could, you know, be a, particular for guys who need it. I think some techs have gotten through the course without it, but we don't recommend that. Um, but it's, it adds some additional material and visuals right. that cost very little. And it kept, you know, we were able to keep our tuition down a little bit by incorporating that. Well, and it's not even a big incorporation. Um, and th that just, uh, I don't know how much it played into the cost reduction, but it definitely, my, my standpoint on it was, it was just a, uh, another, it was a pedagogical one purely because it just offered that training at a different angle. So, um, and, and uh, the, the explanation at a, at a slightly different angle, because sometimes people, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah, I get it here. And we're talking like maybe one uh, unit, you'd have like two pages in there. We're not talking like read this whole chapter. Oh, right, right. So we're, we're just talking about like a couple of pages here and there. That, so like, but mostly we want you to have it just as a reference because it's kind of a good reference to have. So that we don't rely on that, 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 that book. Uh, is not a central feature of the training. No, the videos are. The original right. training material that we develop is a central feature of the training. 
Yeah, that's a good point because sometimes people misunderstand and think, well, if I've got the book, why do I need to pay you guys for, you know? Exactly. The, <laughs> so, the book is yeah. not there for, for to provide the bulk of the training. It is there for alternate understandings, a page or two here and there. That's all it is. It's also just for a reference. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not to take the place of the videos and the other training that we have available there at the site, the quizzes um, and the exams. And so you can test yourself, make sure you really understand it, not just fool yourself into thinking you understand something. Right. Um, you know, because we all well, do that unless we actually yeah. apply it. And our students come to us with such a wide variety of backgrounds in terms of <clears throat> education experience that it's great to have that kind of flexibility. You know, the, the, the textbook is there for enrichment for guys who need it, for guys who are really getting it just from our presentations. That's awesome. You know, it, yep. it adds yep. that flexibility, which is yep. good. Yep. Okay, good. Uh, Samurai Bushido, I want to wrap it up really quick. Bushido. Um, Bushido, which is like a code of honor. Bushido is like, um, it's the samurai way of life, the way of honor. And, and we sum it up with three words, speed, skill, and honor. So speed would be like first call completes, getting out quickly on a call and then and being able to diagnose it and you get a first call complete or in a case, you know, even a second call complete in the case of a lot of boards, if, if you need a board or something else, some other oddball part. Second call complete, but it's an accurate diagnosis, and you either have the part with you or you you nail it in your very next trip. <clears throat> but those are like let, I call that loosely first call completes. Skill, so that means you've got the training to be able to accurately diagnose and, and figure out what's going on. You can even do your pre-diagnosis before you even walk in the home. You've got the model number, problem description, you've got the schematic. You pre pre-diagnose it. You war game that schematic. <clears throat> That's part of the skill. And then honor is basically honesty doing all that you say you're going to do. Um, the corollary is say what you mean and mean what you say. Uh, it means don't, ripping, don't rip people off. And that can happen in lots of different ways. Um, for example, like we talked about with Cornerstone, stealing people's intellectual property. That's a ripoff, okay? And, and somebody who does that, there's already a character issue with that going on. So let that be a warning to you. Um, and not uh, the other way is uh, not honoring what you've told someone you're going to do. This is, guys, if you just do this one thing, just do what you say you'll do, you're going to be like uh, probably ahead of 80% of your competition out there. You don't know how often we hear this. You know, people call, the, guys will say, the guy says, oh, he'll be out on Tuesday and he never shows up. I mean, this happens all the time. Just do what you say you're going to do. And if you can't make it, you need to call and manage their expectation. You know, just keep your customer in the loop. Don't just keep them hanging. Um, but, and a lot of times, if you just do that, that one thing, <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to be ahead of 80% of your competition out there. So. Right. Yeah. I think we'll probably be revisiting Bushido. Um, it, it's, it's a good, good thing to keep in mind. I'm sure we could add, uh, to it. Uh, what do you guys, what do you guys think, uh, is part of a samurai code of honor? Let yeah. us know. Let us know. Post a comment and let us know what you think is you know, your code of honor. Um, you know, we've, we've got speed, skill, honor, and sort of broke that down. What are some other things that you can, that you would uh, suggest for your fellow techs who might be listening? Go ahead and post a comment for us in the uh, YouTube channel, uh, in, the, in the, the video right here, um, or just send us an email, whatever. We're easy to get a hold of. You can use the contact form at Master Samurai Tech or at appliantology.org. Um, yeah, I think we can all get so caught up in the nitty gritty of our businesses, our work, that you know it is it is great to have those overriding 
philosophies that that guide us that we can step back and and recenter ourselves on uh, just to make sure we're being excellent. Yes, you want to be excellent in everything you do. Really know your stuff and and apply it and do, live your life with honor. It's kind of a good way to just go through life in general. So, all right, just a reminder, I think that's a wrap. Let me just wrap up here. Remember, online training at mastersamuraitech.com. Uh, tech support, manual, service manuals, great tech community, best techs on earth. Hang out at appliantology.org. Proven. Uh, proven. Proven, absolutely. And I think we had the uh, four out of five dentists agree on that too. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast, the audio only portion at mstradio.com. And uh, please, if you, if, if you like the podcast, leave us a rating on iTunes. Uh, you know, it helps, the, helps it get out there and helps other techs find it and discover it. Um, and our YouTube channel, again, is mastersamuraitech.tv. It's probably the easiest way to get there. Mastersamuraitech, all one word, .tv. And you can sign up for our newsletter at mstnow.com. So, Ms. Right. Samurai, anything else? Any parting words? Just if you've hung in with us this long, <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so we much for it. watching. We really appreciate you spending time with us and appreciate you being connected with us in whatever way you're connected with us, even if it's just uh, watching us, watching this video, or if you're a student or a tech over to Plantology, however you're connected with us, we appreciate you. So thank right. you for, for being with us. All right. Till next time. Till next time. Sayonara. <laughs>